Welcome to Flipping Off, a purpose-driven podcast about flipping houses and making a difference. Well, hello, hello. It's so weird. As I was listening to the uh, intro to the music, I was thinking, it's, I don't know how to describe this to you guys, except for um, when I listen to it, I can just sit there and wait for somebody else to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and I realize nothing is going to happen unless I start speaking and that I'm the one that starts this. So that's a weird thing to um, have a revelation of. So I am Melina Boswell, co-founder of New Old Advisors Club. Today with me in the studio, I have Oscar Solaris. Hey there. Frank Luna. Hello. Spoon. Hey, guys. Tim Wilkinson. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Ernesto in his secret role. Cito. <laughs> And our very own Tito Jackson. All right. <clears throat> so in uh, full transparency, here I go. I'm going to talk a little bit today about uh, just more personal stuff than I think I've ever shared before. It's part of my um, my journey, I suppose. And so it's weird to like... Um, kind of if it feels as if I am kind of sharing I was gonna say coming out I feel like I'm coming out on the podcast which could mean a whole bunch of different things but uh, I'm coming out in terms of being uh, more honest and more transparent because I feel a strong urging to do so and I am not happy about that I feel unbelievably uncomfortable and kind of like knots in my stomach and I feel all these weird physical symptoms happening to me right now. And that is um, the feeling that I get whenever I'm going to feel really exposed, right? When you feel exposed because you feel vulnerable or I'll just speak for myself. I feel vulnerable when I feel exposed and when I'm vulnerable, then that means people can, you know, hurt you. So at that risk, I'm still going to just be more honest with you guys probably than I've um, not I, I'm always honest I guess more transparent is really the word. So part of um you know the new journey that I am on in my life right now I'm I am a widow um which is still like a very weird thing for me to wrap my mind around that I'm I'm a widow that I'm I'm no longer married and all that that entails. And I'm in my first year of grief. And, you know, everybody has something to share with you about your, you know, your grief. Lots of people, you know, people want to have a prescription like, hey, um, you know, in this amount of time, this is how you'll feel or this first thing or that thing or whatever. And what I've come to realize is that none of that, <laughs> nobody's experience is the same. Everybody has a different experience when they're in the first, you know, the beginnings of their grief. So uh, I, I've, made the decision early on um, that after Dave passed away that um, I was going to stay in, um, stay in my journey and stay in life. I hope everybody understands when what I mean when I say that, staying in, meaning my um, my tendency is to want to withdraw to isolate, to just like go be by myself, to just, you know, like take my dog and my people and uh, disappear. And because uh, that's so much easier. And so I would much prefer to do that. But I made a decision early on that I wouldn't do that, that I would 
stay in life and I would stay in the journey with the people that I love and to the calling that I believe that is on my life. And that is has everything to do with the club. So I'm not even sure exactly what that looks like. I don't know, but I know that the market is changing and I know that um, the maybe the intentions or maybe even the direction of the club is changing a little bit with the market because I think our strategies change. And I believe that the foundation that we've created at the club is just a beautiful canvas that we get to create whatever we need to or whatever we choose to create on it. And if you know me, um, you know that I am a believer and I believe that God directs my path. Um, and I don't want to do anything other than be in his, in his will and stay on his path. And the funny thing about faith is that, you know, there's like no directions. Like it doesn't come with instructions, <laughs> you know. So it's not like you can open up a book and like, oh, this is what you should do with your life. This is how you should, this is where you should go. This is how you should do it. This is what you should, right? And I think every one of us want that. And the, and the reality is, is that that's just not life. And it definitely requires no faith. If there were billboards, right, telling me everything to do, then it would require no faith on my part. So this is part of my faith journey and stepping out in it and not really being clear or certain where it's bringing me. So um, it's I'm going to share something that's interesting, I think. Um, when we, we rebranded the club in 2016 and we started – um, like with our, our logo and we wanted to, you know, we gave everything a facelift. We gave the office a facelift and updated our, our logo and, you know, tried to bring it current because it was like 10 years old. And so in the, in the process um, of that, Dave and I would have conversations about how weird the name New Wealth Advisors Club is <laughs> and if we could just change it. Um, because it, like, we don't really know what it means because <laughs> it doesn't say anything about real estate and it's a little bit confusing. And so, but we, it's just the name that, that we chose and because we were creating new wealth because neither one of us come from any family wealth, right? As, a whole, as opposed to old, old money, um, we were creating new wealth. And uh, I, I'm now coming to the, and we didn't change the name in 2016 because we felt that we had created um, a following and um, we just, we knew we could not change the name at that time because it just would have looked some kind of way. And as I've been having conversations with um, my leadership team, we've talked about this and I actually posed this question. I said, what is wealth? Right? Like what is wealth actually? I mean, we all think of wealth as money, but maybe wealth isn't money. Maybe there is wealth. Um, I mean, obviously wealth does have, does reflect money, but maybe wealth is more than money. And so I want to talk a little bit about that, what the real wealth is in our lives. And like in my mind, if I were to, and one of the things I always ask students is this, you know, they come into our club because they want to learn how to do real estate, because they want to make money, because they want financial freedom. And financial freedom is like the tell-all. It's what everybody's working toward. But when you ask somebody what financial freedom actually is, like how do you arrive at financial freedom, there's very generic answers, right? Like, oh, I just don't want to worry about money, right? Or I just want all my bills to be paid or, or things like that. And and the truth is nobody really, if, if you haven't really sat down and identified what fi financial freedom is to you, 
Um, you're just aiming at a target that you're never going to hit. You know, you go around from seminars, you'll try different businesses, you change jobs, you'll you do all these different things, like chasing some dream that you haven't even really identified. And so my belief is that wealth has very little to do with money. I believe that wealth it has everything to do with who you are as a human being and the relationships that you have in your life. And I know this, when you get that right, or at least you're on the right journey, wealth in terms of money just shows up. And that's what I teach. And I use real estate as my vehicle. Uh, but real estate is, I'm not passionate about it. <laughs> um, and so it's its kind of funny because that was our intro, right? It's about flipping houses and making a difference. <laughs> what difference, right? It's almost backwards. Hmm. Maybe it should be about making a difference and flipping houses. Hmm. Yeah. So um, maybe I can start the conversation here with you guys asking you, you know, if you were to identify what wealth is for you, what is it? <laughs> I know. Listen, just so you guys know. deer in headlights. Yeah, because this wasn't the we're conversation just, yeah. we talked about right. at all. We have, nobody knows that I was going to ask this. I didn't know. Um, and here we are. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I've been having a lot of uh, conversations uh, about that with with my wife and um in in doing this business, I uh, started in 2009, and uh, before I, I started um, learning about flipping houses and real estate, um, I I lived in Rialto, and I um, I was actually a deacon at my church, and um, I went through some, um, you know, I got laid off from my job, and the reality was I was completely, um, just completely consumed by my job, twelve hours. And I wanted I wanted to make a, a change so I could spend more time with my family. So while well, I was I was making a really good living at my job, you know, I just over time over overtime had no time to spend with my family. So although I was a deacon at my church and um, I you know never missed church service and I was serving there, um, I don't feel that my family life. Um, I, I don't I don't think I was wealthy from that perspective that, you know, I was spending the right amount of time with my kids and stuff. So I needed to change. So when I got laid off, it was a welcome change. All right. It's like, well, what am I going to do? And I, I already knew that, um, uh, Dave and Melina were really, um, uh, very influential in my life. Although I only saw them once a year for my taxes, but I always look forward to speaking with them, letting them know what I was up to and having my counseling session with Dave while he <laughs> did my taxes. I didn't even care what the tax amount was going to be. I was just looking forward to connecting with Dave because he was a fellow believer. <clears throat> and we always talked about like stuff like that, how the family was. Um, am I happy? Am I, do I feel like I am, um, you know, uh, do I feel like I'm, I'm doing what God, God's called me to, to do? And, I, and I, I didn't feel like I was. I didn't feel like God called me to. Um, work all that overtime and be, and I and there was no choice. I never volunteered. It was mandatory. Um, the job that I worked at, although it was a union job, there was mandatory overtime that you cannot turn down. Um, with that, they did have uh, clauses in there where they had to give you a certain amount of time off after. I think it was like uh, it could have been like twelve or fifteen days in a row. Then they give you a day off. I would work twelve hours every day continuously for up to that amount of time. It might have been 20 days. Mm-hmm. Then they would give me a mandatory day off. 
So I, was, I don't think I was happy, and I don't think I wasn't experiencing a wealthy life, although I had money in the bank account. Definitely not happy. So I got laid off. And over the years, in being in real estate, my income um, was replaced, what I was making there, and it increased every year. And um, I was like, okay, I'm spending time with my family. Um, but what I, what I realized is, although um, financially... I had started to do better, and I felt um, like this was the right path. Uh, at, I would say maybe two years ago, I realized that the before I, I started doing the business, I, I attended church more. I felt like my spiritual um, walk was, was better. And I realized is in creating my business, I lost focus of that. Like I was always – I'm like I'm a workaholic, so that's why – at that job I had, I was able to work all those hours. I never felt, you know, like I, there wasn't a choice. And I and I got into that rut of always working. So I, I took that same thing and I was just always working in this business. So um, what, what, what really got a hold of me was, all right, so if spiritually at my church I was, you know, I was dedicated, I was there, then I started um, doing this business, and that starts doing well. And I lost focus there. I realized there was no, there wasn't a balance. I lost, um, and, and you know, I hate to use that word balanced. <laughs> um, more of you know the way I wake up in the morning. The first thing, which which I've been doing now, but I know before the first thing I do, I was checking my emails. Mm-hmm. You know, check my emails. What's going on on the group? Me, you know, that stuff. Like I'm working when I, from when I wake up, so I go to sleep. That would be my pattern for. Um, you know, up till I say about 2016 or even almost as late as 2017. And now um, I've realized that that no matter what kind of success I was creating by always working, uh, it was, I, was sup- I was not focused on the right thing, which to, to me should be um, my savior. I was not focused on that. And um, it was more like, I'm going to do that at the end of the day or once a week. So, so I... Um, you know, can say that I'm a Christian, right? Because I believe I'm a Christian, and I and I know I had conversations uh, with God about if I'm doing the right thing. Uh, you know, um, making sure I'm walking that path. And I think um, in having success in the business, I think um, I felt that was evidence that I was walking the right path. But when I look back, I was like, no, it's that's 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 not it because um, my my work ethic was what was producing those results, and I wasn't. I wasn't asking for God to bless those results. So um, I, my, when I wake up in the morning, I've changed my focus so that whatever success that I experience, um, I've been asking for God to bless that and to be a part of that instead of just me. So, um, you know, going through all the different, um, so many different conversations with Dave and Lena to, um, I don't want to say fix me, but um, there was definitely some things that were broken and weren't working. And the hardest part about those things is realizing what they what they are, and then helping to be get unstuck. So mm-hmm. the relationships that Melina, when she, when she first talked about wealth and she said relationships, it's absolutely relationships. It's relation my relationship with the Lord, with my wife, with my friends. That is wealth. Period. No, no amount of money can take the place of that. 
Hi, this is Christian Rios. As many of you know, I have been a member of New Wealth Advisors Club for over seven years and got started when I was 17 years old with absolutely no real estate experience. One of the biggest lessons I have learned from being in the industry is the need for authentic relationships. If you're looking for an actual team locally in Southern California with all the resources needed to close deals, register for one of our free workshops by visiting www.joinnwac.com. Thanks for listening to the Flippin' Off podcast. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's funny. We, we were talking about the conversation was going to be um, tips for when you get stuck. Like, what do you do when you get stuck? And so Frank hit on it a little bit. And then I came in and just totally switched the whole conversation. <laughs> uh, not intentionally. I didn't know what I was going to open up with. But this has been a conversation that's been going, it's been ongoing um, at our table um, for months now. And the conversation has evolved, right? And it's made us much more clear on on what our mission is uh, in maybe defining wealth, right? And so I appreciate you sharing, Frank, like being stuck. Um, so I, yeah, I, you know what I realized is that sometimes I think I'm stuck, but you know, I think identifying being stuck has to do with your circumstances. And the truth is we're, I'm not stuck. Like um, I just can't see exactly where I'm supposed to go. So like I put a name around it that says I'm stuck. And I'm not really stuck. Like I get up every single day. I have breath. I have movement. I have a brain. I have the opportunity to go do something every single day. And what do I what do I choose to do with my breath and my movement and my life? What what do you know? My brain. My what do I choose to do? That's when you get stuck. Is when you do nothing with those things, or you just put words to that feeling of not knowing what am I supposed to do today? Like there's so many things to do, but I don't know what to do exactly. Right? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, um, why don't you either one of you? I don't care, Oscar or Tim. Which one of you want to share? Maybe. Um, I don't know what happened for you when I talked about <laughs> when you talked about wealth, new wealth. Um, what happened for me was that I I feel like I kept quite I kept wondering like I'm hearing both you and Frank talk and I'm and I'm feeling um, just this really low energy, um, almost sad. Mm-hmm. It almost sounds like, and I just was wondering like. Um, like, why is that where this podcast is? Like, why are we in this sad space? Almost. Like, I don't know if it's sad or not, but it seemed very um, somber mm. is the word that I hear from both of you. But at the same time, your words are encu- your words are encouraging. But I just wondered, you know, um, what is it? And I wonder if it's because, um, like, for me, it feels like, the market is changing a little bit. Um, as a club, we're changing. And uh, for me, there's like an excitement there inside of the potential um, of whatever it ends up looking like. And I think that part of like – for me, it's like when you talk about being stuck, what I what where I go is that if you ask me what do we need to do to get unstuck, I think part of it is being able to speak, mm-hmm. being able to share that you are stuck or that you feel stuck because what happens 
inevitably is that when you really are transparent and you're you're um, and you vocalize it, there's typically somebody else who has a different um, perspective or a different energy about uh, so you know p- potential solutions or um, just a different perspective. And um, I think by sharing. And getting it out there. I don't know about you guys, but I know that when I am stuck and I'm in my head, sometimes just saying it to myself out loud in the car and it's just me. Sometimes just saying it out loud and I'll hear how freaking retarded what I was thinking actually was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that by sharing it with people that I trust and by people who who know me and love me and, and see, um, they can definitely see a different um, – perspective than I can. And um, I think that for me, the biggest thing about like step one of getting unstuck is to verbalize that you are stuck Mm -hmm. and be open to um, maybe a different perspective. Mm -hmm. So um, when you, (laughs) when you asked that question, like, why am I like, what is that? And I, um, I was thinking back to, I don't know. I don't even know how I got there. Uh, And as I was looking back to just seriously 15 minutes ago, if even that, um, when I was sharing this deep-seated feeling I have of change coming, it's a feeling of um, there's two things happening for me. There's there's a feeling of uh, fear, you know, of what that looks like, but that's what I thought it was. It's like the fear of unknowing. But um, the truth is, is that I've never been afraid of the unknown. I'm just not because I'm not tied to stuff. I don't really care about stuff, frankly. And so the truth is, is that I'm scared because I'm alone. You know, I'm scared that, um, yeah, that's what it is. I'm just so afraid because I'm alone and... (sighs) feeling like um, so much is on my shoulders, you know, and that I have people to lead. And um, maybe there's this fear of, um, you know, Dave not being with me and feeling like it's just, it's just a weird feeling. I don't know how else to describe it, but that's what it is. Yeah, I... I was um, I was thinking the same thing you were thinking, but I, I immediately identified as like, well, um, if we're talking about something uh, like what's the most important thing in life, right? If we're, if we're talking about things that, um, in my opinion, um, affect uh, who we are, how we, who we show up to be um, for people and... Um, that's that are to me is the most important conversation. Like um, when I talk about my faith and having that that faith and taking that faith seriously and looking back for years and going, I was I, I took it seriously, but I wasn't doing what a serious believer who took those things serious that every day counted towards uh, making a difference in somebody's life, right? Um, when you lose focus of that and then realizing that you've lost focus of that and, and I'm getting refocused, that's a heavy conversation. And um, I believe it was important for me to go through that 
because, uh, you know, that I want to say I took it for granted, but, you know, taking uh, the opportunity every day that you have, like there's always tomorrow to do this or that. And um, knowing that now, you know, I can't, I can't be thinking like that, putting stuff off and my relationship with God and taking that, that has to be the first thing I address every day when I wake up so that um, as I, as I take on my day, you know, I've, I've thought about that, like everything that I do, how it's going to impact that relationship with God is, is it going to strengthen it? Is it going to strengthen it? Is it going to, is it going to hinder it? Is it going to be a distraction from that? So that's my heaviness without realizing that there was times when I was just going, 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 and I wasn't thinking about how it was going to affect my relationship with God. And to me, that relationship with God getting affected is going to also affect my relationship with everybody, with my wife, with my friends, with you guys. It's because it's not, it's not where it's supposed to be or where I feel God's called it to be if I'm not focusing on serving you from that, from that place as a believer. So that for me is um, a serious undertaking. It's not to be taken lightly at all. And, and, but with that, having that realization and getting focused, I do find joy in that. It's like, okay, I, I have a clear vision of where I'm supposed to be focused and, and, and who I'm supposed to be serving, and it's God. That's, that is where, um, you know, the conversation about um, money and different things, like I don't want to leave that legacy of money. It's a legacy of who I impacted for, you know, for the kingdom or for, for being a Christian. And I can't do that if I'm not focused on that every day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. We, it's one of the things that most people don't understand about us is that uh, I, we had a pastor show up at one of our intros and uh, a while back and <laughs> having the conversation of, well, my business and my faith, they actually go hand in hand. I actually live my faith out in my business. And the realization that I'm speaking to a, a pastor who could not like wrap his mind around that. How do you possibly, how do you connect those two? Well, because right business, you're supposed to make money, you know, real estate, you're supposed to make money. But the, and I, <laughs> but the truth is like business ownership is all about people like you know we're in a we're in a, a world where people still are the most precious commodity that we have and so i was having this conversation with him like well nothing changes like it's not really that crazy that my business is my ministry like it's they're absolutely the same and i and i believe that that's you know one of the biggest problems inside of like american churches honestly is that there's this you know the church and then then there's business and like the idea that they can they can't come together or that you can't operate your business from a place of being a believer you totally can and you can totally serve people um and it's not just the obvious stuff like oh you know make a good product <laughs> you know, make a good product and, uh, you know, put it at the right price and resell it and have integrity. And that's all important. But when you're in a service business like we are, it really is all about people. And and real estate is absolutely a service business. Anybody who thinks it isn't is they don't understand the business then because real estate is about people. It's about the people who live inside real estate. 
Hey guys, this conversation went a lot longer than we had anticipated, so we broke it up into two separate podcasts. There's so much good, raw information there, and the conversation continues, so listen to the next podcast for the rest of the story. I'm Melina Boswell, your host of the Flippin' Off podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we'd love for you to subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and tell your friends all about us. You can find more episodes of the Flippin' Off podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you like to listen to awesome podcasts like this. If you like what you've heard, we'd really appreciate it if you'd follow us on Facebook and Instagram and tell us the stories that you'd like to hear. Tim Jackson is our senior producer. Luke Jackson is our editor. Brothers. Josh Maldine is our producer. Sound design by Frequency Factory. Our executive producer is Mind and Mill. This was all created by Dave Boswell for New Wealth Advisors Club.